Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 6, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adio A. Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma-Fuggin Gettys. Bless, I am 8-Bit just announced the Super Mario Brothers movie soundtrack Ooh. vinyl. Can you, send that to, can you put that in assets? Yes, I can. I need to see this on yes. the big screen. <laughs> uh, going, um, pre-sales going up tomorrow. I cannot wait for this. Um, Cameron Kennedy alerted me today on Twitter that um, the soundtrack's going to be dropping on streaming services tomorrow Let's as well. Go. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic weekend That's for so everybody. That's so exciting. I was, I was just messaging uh, Janet about this uh, about what, last week, about um, possibly... Considering, I'm considering becoming a vinyl person. Ooh, I'm considering it. collecting records. Ooh, now, blessed. do I have a record player? No. <laughs> do I have records? I yeah. You. What was that, uh, Bear? I, I can guide you on record players. I'm down for that. And I, also, then I have I a friend that works. I can take you to Amoeba, and we can go record shopping. Ooh, see, I'm down for that. Because I do have, I like, I, the thing is, in my living room right now, I have two Childish Gambino records, right? I have Awaken My Love, and then I have Because of the Internet. And then I have a collection of video game um, soundtrack vinyls that I've just been sent over the years. And so, like, I do have, like, a like a, um, like a a starter collection, like a small starter collection of, of records. And I'm like, why don't I just expand? You know? Yeah. Why don't I become that guy? Space is the answer. I've hit a point that I just, I don't have enough space. I need to make conscious decisions of, like, do I really want this vinyl or not? Mm. You know? So I've had to really kind of like hone in on the big like anniversary edition things I end up getting. Like recently this big run, because I'm getting old, of some of my childhood favorites, Linkin Parks, Gorillas, things like that, putting out 20-year anniversary things. Problem with those, they're thick boys. They're usually big-ass boxes of like, it's a fucking 10 vinyl set and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Looks hella sick though. But this, this Mario one, oh, I need man. it. But you, hey, you get your, your record player, come over, borrow some. Dude, have a great down. weekend, Yo, man. Go. I'm down have with that. Michael Hyam does also have a record player, so I could just use his, his in the meanwhile. But if I'm going to invest in a collection, I should invest in a record player. Yeah. But, Tim, enough about that. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Like FIFA's big rebrand, the return of opening night live, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code KindaFunny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to KindaFunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, Patreon.com slash KindaFunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. A new Kind of Funny X-Cast is up all about Mike's preview of Minecraft Legends. That is up right now over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and on podcast services around the globe. And then our Mario movie in review is up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, where you can join me, 
Tim, Greg, Andy, and Nick Scarpino and, and hear all of our thoughts. Yes, yeah, so definitely go check that out. Our Mario in review was, uh, I think, a great review of the movie. Uh, had a couple varied perspectives, I would say, in terms of how much we enjoyed it. Uh, and it is also a classic Greg Miller going way too hard. Of course. In way too many ways. Now, Just like what's happening around speaking me Speaking right of now. Nick Scarpino... Uh, what's, is there a basketball game going on behind us? I feel like it was dangerous to do with a video wall right, right Man, there. This reminds me of the scene from Scary Movie where they were like uh, mimicking the that Nike commercial for oh, the being, Nike I'm shocks. Being on. I'm being deed on right now. He's deed up on me. He's Listen, got his deed up on me. Ladies and gentlemen, right after this 2v2 basketball game, you asked for it, you earned it, you funded it. We love you very much. Me and Snowbike Mike versus Cool G and Andy Cortez. Who will win? <laughs> Who could possibly win? I, <laughs> oh, that's a power dribble if I ever saw one. I think they call that a double dribble. I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> really, cool. really cool NES game. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a great NES game. Yeah, kind of funny games daily. We got all the hot news here for your, your latest <laughs> double dribble NES news. What's funny is that it said Greg on the calendar, and I just assumed Greg Miller was going to play basketball. Yeah. Cool I Greg think, makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. But I think Greg is also going to just maybe hang out. Oh, Because right. I see Greg Miller's <laughs> name on the calendar, too. Okay, so I'm not crazy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely hold on. Here, here's Nick. Greg's coming just in case I get hurt. So two mm. a hurt Greg and a hurt Nick equal one not hurt human being. That's fair enough. Yeah. Two right. old two old two hurt old people equal one unhurt young person. Check that out. YouTube.com yeah. slash kinda funny uh, games. Yeah, and twitch.tv slash kinda funny games. Right right after this. But real real quick, staying on the, the Mario side of things. Mm -hmm. Go check out our interview, of course, youtube.com slash kinda funny and podcast services, search for in review. Um, there is a moment that makes all of us do this while Greg is talking. It is not what you expect. I'm going to tell you that right this now. This looks like the Last Supper. <laughs> it, yeah. Yep. There we go. Oh, yep, there you there, go. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I just want to let everybody know that normally for In Review, uh, we do movie franchises in release order because that's the way God intended. Uh, but because of scheduling, things got a little messed up. So we're doing the 2023 Mario movie this week. You can watch now. Next week, we're doing the 1993 one. And obviously, mm. you're going to want to be there for that. That is about to be... One of the greatest in-reviews of all time. I'm calling it right now. I can just feel the energy. Nick Scarpino's doing the plot. You can't get the movie anywhere. It's not available on like Amazon or Netflix even to, to purchase um, streaming-wise. Um, so for all you to be able to watch with us, it is on the Internet Archive. We have a short link, kindoffunny.com slash Mario. You can go there, and you can watch the entire 1993 Mario movie. So do that this week, and then next week we're going to hang out and do in-review together. Let's go. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Evil Dead Rise, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one. FIFA is officially EA Sports FC. Of course, we knew this earlier, but uh, EA has put out a press release talking about the rebrand, going in depth in terms of what you can expect from EA Sports FC and when you can look forward to even more information about EA Sports let FC. Me, let me stop you right there before we even get into this, mm -hmm. all right? Because I'm sure they're going to answer this, and I already think I know the answer in my head. Do you know what FC stands for? Football club. Do you know? Do you think that that is a strong enough like everybody Branding. that knows football, soccer knows FC is football club and EA's FC equals. Yeah. Okay. Like I think, and I think they're go they're gonna go hard enough in the marketing where you're going to understand what it is, right? Okay. Like I think that is a thing where already they're st I think they're starting early. This is usually earlier than we get this kind of FIFA marketing or FIFA gaming marketing. Uh, and so I think they're starting early to get people acclimated to their transition. And I think the people that know football slash soccer understand what. FC means, right? Okay. You have a lot of uh, football teams 
having FC in, in their name, right? Cool. Like, what was the, the Ted Lasso team called? Isn't that Richmond FC or some shit? Richmond, yep. Or AFC. Oh, no, it's AFC Richmond, which I think is like athletic football gotcha. club. Gotcha. Okay. You get so the, FC is just as valuable as football club is. People get it. Yeah. It's ubiquitous. So jumping into their press release, it reads, Today, Electronic Arts unveiled a first glimpse of the interactive future of football with EA Sports FC, revealing its new brand vision, identity, and logo. FC will become EA Sports' platform uh, to create, innovate, and grow new football experiences, connecting hundreds of millions of fans th through console, mobile, online, and eSports products. Over the coming days, the EA Sports FC brand will debut in more than 100 matches across the biggest leagues in the world. Football fans will, will see the new brand identity in the wild for the first time through EA Sports partners, including the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, League One, WSL, uh, NWSL, uh, Conmebol, uh, and more. Quote, this is where the story of EA Sports FC begins. We're building on 30 years of leadership and history, creating experiences that bring the, the global football community together and continuing to take it into a fan-first future, said the SVP and GM of EA Sports FC. Quote, EA Sports FC will be a symbol for the sport, a symbol of innovation and change, and we're energized to show our fans more about the future in July. The new brand takes, uh, and that's end quote, the new brand takes its design inspiration directly from the beautiful game and dominant shape in, fo <laughs> in football culture that represents the sport in multiple dimensions. Triangles. From passing techniques. Think of the triangles, baby. <laughs> Shout out to triangles. I wish Simon Cardi was here. I know. I know. He, he would have loved the triangles. From passing techniques to set plays, the shape has also been wo woven into the DNA of EA Sports football experiences for decades. From the isometric angles of our very first 8-bit experiences and the triangular polygons that make up every pixel of our, modern, <laughs> of, our, of our most modern games, as well as the iconic player indicator symbol that appears above every athlete in every match. Now, joining us is the one and only Snow Mike. Mike, Mike, how's it going? I'm here to talk about the most beautiful game, Tim. Most beautiful game? The most beautiful game. That's what they, That's what call, they it. call it. That's what they call oh, it. Oh, uh -huh. oh yeah. yeah. I'm learning so much here today. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you feel that, Tim? That soccer's the most beautiful game? Do you feel that, Bless? I, I feel that. There's an energy today oh, gotcha, <laughs> because gotcha. of this rebrand. It's yeah. exciting, Tim, right? Like, I'm pumped up about this, Bless, and I'm really excited to talk about this oh, with yeah. you. Of course, the future of this, what we'll call... FIFA, of course, everyone will still call it FIFA. And then, of course, we'll eventually move to FC. But, like, this is something that is exciting. You don't get to see a brand change their name that often in the video game world, right? Especially when it comes to these staples that is sports video games, right? And so to see a rebrand of a massive title as Blessing will tell you, one of the best and all-time greats in the sports genre, change its game, this is going to be a big deal for sure. Now, yeah. mind you, Bless. I don't expect year one or year two to actually change the game in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But we'll change the name, and there will be a buzz. There will be some excitement about it. Well, that's 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 what I wanted to bring you in for. Because, of course, I love FIFA. I play FIFA all the time. You're also somebody who I know that plays a lot of sports yes. games. You play NBA 2K. You play Madden. You play a collection of sports games. And I want to talk about what this possible future they're talking about could be. Because, of course, they're rebranding. That comes from them mm -hmm. not being able to uh, renew their thing with FIFA, the organization, right? Them having beef in terms of whatever the financials are uh, are for them there. Um, but that's the big reason why, why we're seeing them change their name and change their branding to eSports FC. What I wanted to bring you in for was more of a broader sports game talk mm -hmm. in terms of what could change here? And is there something that could change here to... I guess, usher forward the idea of where sports games are at right now. Because we see sports games be annualized, right? FIFA yep, yep, yep. has been annualized for as long as I can remember. Um, 
But I think there is this ongoing conversation of the shift that we see with a lot of live games. We see games like Fortnite. We see games like uh, even Overwatch and other uh, Apex, other live service games come through. And it is periodic updates, right? Hey, this game is out for everybody. You can pick it up. You can play it. But we're going to give you constant updates in order to keep you in and in order to like not make you rebuy this game every single year, right? And hopefully get that money back through Battle Passes yes. and other systems. Is that something that for you as somebody who plays a lot of sports games, is that something that you want to see shift over to the sports side? Do you think that there's a possibility for sports games to shift into more of a live model? Or do you think that we're going to be here for a while in terms of what annualized games are? Okay, two things. Let's put a pin on that really fast, Bless. Because yep. I do want to acknowledge the logo. That's why we're here right now. I think the logo is clean. I, I like it. the triangle. I love the FIFA I love the FC right now, right? EA Sports FC. We're seeing that right now with EA Sports PGA Tour just released, of course, or in early access coming out next week. New names. I like all of this, right? So I just wanted to give a mm -hmm. shout out to that, especially because next week we'll see that globally, right? Like right now you're going to see EA Sports FC all over the FIFA world, right? Whether you're out in Europe and enjoying that game, whether you're here in America, like EA Sports FC is going to be branded everywhere right now. So get ready because it is going to be a change of the guard here. It's yeah. going to go from, hey, I'm playing FIFA with my friends where people are going to know the newest FIFA is FC. That's what you need I do, to do. I do want to shout out, right? Barrett had pulled up the PlayStation uh, tweet where they tweeted out the image with the blue and yes. the, the EA Sports FC logo. Nintendo did the same thing. And I didn't check Xbox, but I assume they did the same thing mm -hmm. as well. Um, and so they're really going hard into like making sure you understand what this rebrand is. And uh, I... I popped in the video when uh, oh there it is there's the Xbox one thank you Barrett in the review video right the the the, tri the hype trailer that they dropped Barrett if you want to bring that back up towards the end they show like the in the gameplay image of FIFA throughout the years and they show like the triangle indicator showing who your player is yes, they always. take that and then they transition it to the logo right here and as soon as I saw that I was like fuck dude that's clean. And That's it looks clean. so good in all the different colors. Tim, you're a man of colors and logos. I am. I Love mean, branding. that looks so good. If you go to their blog, too, they have it on all the different like, big-time Premier League teams. It looks great yeah. everywhere you see it. And that, that, I, I, I will say, I, with all that in mind, I, I do love it. I love the idea of the triangle. Don't love the little guy next to the F. I feel like the, it's, they should have had the whole bottom. If you're going to make mm. the triangle, make it from the F in the C. Mm. But look, hey, that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. I'm just a man. I'm just a normal man, okay? I, I do love the, like it, It's funny the way they put it in the press release, talking about the importance of the triangles, and they're talking about polygons and all this stuff. I would have just taken it from the player indicator because that is such an iconic FIFA thing that I've never thought about. Yeah. The fact that I that's, love it. Been, so that's been around forever. It's yeah. so simple. And, yeah, like if you put that as your brand, you, make that, you turn that into your logo, the people that understand it, understand it, right? The people mm. that get it, get it and it's easy to recognize and so yeah. i'm all about that nice little touch and yeah i think it reminds me of like sports pennants as a kid you know you used to get those dumb cardboard sports pennants up on your wall that had the team name and stuff i i love the look love the name very excited right and like i brought up before we rarely if ever will get to see a new rebranding of a sports title right madden ain't gonna change anytime soon right nba 2k is there nba live RIP is dead, NBA but it elite. was NBA Live, right? Like, but then you, it was elite for a little bit, right? You don't get to see many sports changes <laughs> here. So let's talk yeah. about the change, right? What do I want to see out of this new wave, right? Like, what do I expect? Let's talk about what I expect first. Mm -hmm. I expect absolutely nothing. 
EA Sports has dialed in the sports formula. And as much as we like to badmouth the annualized release, the insane monetization tactics that they do, they have dialed it in from a gameplay perspective, from a business perspective. You cannot argue with the results that any of these sports titles do. Sure, we might not be happy about it, but really, in all honesty, you get an awesome game that plays very, very true to form with real-life sports games. You have an awesome business tactic on the business side of things, where it's, hey, we've created a cool card game where you can unpack cards, give us money, we give you cards to make you feel better, right? Hey, you wanted Volta mode, you wanted something more arcadey? We created that in these different game modes. Hey, you want a story? You want true-to-life form where you can play franchise? They did all of that. So what do I expect out of this next year? The exact same game, just rebranding with a new title, right? Like, mm. that's how this is going to go. Now, you and I, bless, as sports fans and really enjoy sports games, yes, I do want something more, right? Like, as a fan, there's something to be said that we want something more. We want to do better. And I think the annualization is a big conversation right there, bless, right? Like, well, let's park the bus on that really quick. Mm -hmm. If they don't do annualized sports titles, what do you really want out of that? Do you want them to just do a roster update? Do you want them to come back and say, hey, every 12 months, we're going to update the teams. We're going to update the rosters with different forms instead of making you spend $60. And so then mm -hmm. where's the business model there? Is it a $20 update? Is it a free update? I mean, what do you want out of that? See, that's the catch that I start thinking. I do of. think the business model then comes back to you know what I mean. The, now we got to go back to the, the business. The money they're already making through Ultimate Team, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, we're talking about big shifts here that I'm sure aren't going to happen anytime immediate. But if you're talking about, hey, let's get more people in so we can make more money on Ultimate Team, then I think you are talking about either making it free to play, right, or lowering the cost to get yeah. more people in there, which is for them at this moment where they're already so successful with FIFA, probably not on the cards, but. I think right now you're talking about an opportunity to maybe set the, the set the seeds, right? Plant the seeds of what is the future of eSports FC? Now that we're now that we're free from the shackles of FIFA, do we want to do something fresh? Do we want to do something different? I think the branding awesome, cool. Like I'm totally down for yeah. when I boot up eSports FC this year, me like being <laughs> being blasted in the face with like, oh shit, this looks different. Like, oh man, the UI is different, the look is different, this is fresh, this new is cool. music, new music, new all look. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Every year they hit you with that. But as long as the gameplay is still solid, then yeah, yeah like I'm 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 right there for you. But yeah, like I, I I think there are things you can do to try to try and have the best of both worlds in terms of how you deliver the game to the audience, which is I think there is this fatigue of I mean, I'm buying the game every year, and then I'm also rolling for cards and spending money on, on these cards. Yeah. That, that fatigue is not translating, though, to people so stopping buying yeah, the game. People, I'm yeah, looking at exactly. the sales right now, and my boy George, they're yep. insane here. FIFA 11, so, you know, over a decade ago, 16 million. And you're like, wow, that's a lot for mm -hmm. back then. But then you look at FIFA 18, 26 million. Mm -hmm. Yep. 26 so million for FIFA 18. Now, FIFA is the standout star in the wow. sports games world because it is the most worldwide, most worldly known sports title, right? Like Madden's not putting up that massive of numbers. It's putting up massive numbers, but not as big because FIFA's all around FIFA's the globe. global. Everybody loves FIFA. And yeah, bless. My problem is, is if we step away from annualized content, right? Mm. What happens now? Say they put out, if it's not free, let's say it's $10. Mm -hmm. What if you get the content update and I don't? Can we, mm. or do we stop playing each other, right, on online? Like, so many factors start to go into this where it's, it has to be free, right? So then now, how are they making the money? You brought up FIFA Ultimate Team, right? That is a staple that will not die, right? And sure, I would love 
each and every year to stop having to respend money. I would love that my team would continue on and it would come to the next year, but then they're not making money. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense, right? So, like, that's a problem. So, for me, it's like, I would love the roster updates. Ultimate team, I would like to see change, but it's a staple. It will never change. If anything, from what I would like to see is I would like them to figure out a story mode in these games. Mm -hmm. I think they do a good job with, like, a solo career, but there's not much to it, right? I think if they could dial in something fun and engaging, that would get me excited. But then that also goes towards, like, usually probably annualized titles that continue that story, unless it's some sort of DLC pack. I don't know, bless. Yeah. It's so interesting because there is a lot that I want, but also... I'm, I've been a fan of FIFA since 2002, right? This is the same game since then for 20 years. I don't know what could be new, what they could bring different. Yeah. Soccer 2. <laughs> yeah, they can finally put out the sequel to soccer. I'm The, the one thing that I am very curious about, because they're talking about, hey, we're going to show more fans the future in July, which to me brings up multiple questions. Is there going to be an EA Play in July? Like, what the fuck is going down in July? Mm. But then also, what do you have to show us in July that's going to be different like what does that mean in terms of the transition to ea sports fc versus what we've had with fifa over the years those are my those are a couple of my questions my mm -hmm. other question is are we going to lose anything now that we're losing the fifa connection right like are there licenses there that you're not going to be able to to renew they do a good job of being like hey yeah no we're we're um partnering with our ea sports partners that includes premier league which is the big mm -hmm. one right that's you're talking about uh, clubs like arsenal manchester united chelsea yeah. all the liverpool the people that greg or that um gary widow loves you're talking about la liga bundesliga Serie A, like these are there are a lot of leagues here that aren't the important leagues that you want to have in the game so they're retaining a lot of those which is fantastic Thank which you. is what you want to mm -hmm. see my question is are we going to lose anything? Like, what are we going to miss out on? You 100% will lose something. Yeah. Right? You you 100% after this deal will lose something. And if are that's they the case, major players? No. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you just listed off the only teams that 90% of the world really care about, right? But yeah. you're probably going to lose some small pieces in that. Are we, are we now, losing national teams? Because well, that would be a, a big loss. I was going to say, the next question now becomes, when the World Cup comes around, national teams, it's going to be an auction, right? And so we know there is a competitor in the FIFA world that makes another soccer game, but do they have the money like EA no. Sports does? <laughs> Absolutely not, right? And so when it becomes a bidding war, yes, that's where it will come down to. And so EA now has to put the money back up. And, of course, who do they have to reach out to? They're going to have to talk to FIFA again, mm -hmm. the people that they're clearly trying to step away from and say, we don't really want to use your four letters in our game because we don't need you because yeah. you're asking for too much money. Uh, and, my, and that comes around to my question of if we're going to lose some of these teams, we're going to lose some of these features mm -hmm. because, of the, because of the FIFA thing. Is there going to be make goods? Like, are they, are they going to find other ways to create value for the player? And if so, like, is that involved in the future that, we're, that they're going to talk about in July? Again, mm -hmm. these are just all questions. In July, I bet you you get a generic... EA Sports Conference where they come out. They're going to celebrate the new title. They're going to mm -hmm. celebrate the new logo, which we're all mm -hmm. excited about, right? But they will show you small touches that they've refined the game in some way that you won't even notice or you don't care about, right? It reminds me of when Madden back in the day would come out and go, we've really elevated the DBs, Tim Gettys. Mm -hmm. We're going to call it ball hawking. And you look Let's at me and go, go I don't know what that means, right? And so stick? we will see small things like that during this presentation. But I don't think you come out in July and have a massive culture shift to this like we want as fans, right? I think mm -hmm. a lot of fans in the live chat and in the comments will probably tell you and I and Tim what they want to see out of this but for me personally I don't see a massive change here I don't see them stepping away from an annualized title I think they've dialed it in so perfectly that they're going to show it to us right and so 
the small things you'll lose will be inconsequential. They'll be unnoticeable, right, Mm -hmm. for 90% of the player base. You, as a diehard fan, maybe you notice that a certain team isn't there, and you're a little upset. They'll probably look at you and say, well, go play the other title, and you'll go, "Eh, it's not as good, good, right? And then you'll avoid that. But there is a lot that we'd love for them to do and change, but I just don't think they will. Fair enough. Tim, what's that on your screen? Is that is that what I he think? He got bended like yeah, Beckham. Yeah, bended, bended like Beckham, Beckham is available on Disney Plus right now, and I didn't realize Kira Knightley's in it. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's, she's the second main character there. That's wild. Holy I just cow. I never I never did saw. Did you know that she like was in episode one of Phantom Menace, Tim? I did, I did, <laughs> and that that is one of those uh, what's it called the the Mandela, Mandela effect. effects mm. of like, but like it they were trying to do that to us in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, because they were technically trying to pretend to be the same person. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. It's wild, man. Shout out to Padme. Shout out to Padme. And also, shout out to Jeff Keighley with story number two, Gamescom opening night live returns. Uh, this comes from a tweet this morning from at Jeff Keighley. Get ready. Gamescom opening night live returns live on Tuesday, August 22nd from Kolnmus in Germany. Uh, excited to be back in Cologne with the fans and industry streaming video game news directly to you. I think it's Kolnmesse. Cold Mesa. It's been a while since I've been there. Cold Mesa. Is that the name of the like? It's the, like the the convention center. Yeah. Okay. Cold Mesa. Cool. Of course, like this is expected, but also it's it's always exciting to get the confirmation. Yo, cool, it's look, happening. Here's the thing. I know we've had similar conversations many times, um, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't here for the last couple of days of last week as the the world was falling apart and E3 was officially canceled. Oh, so I haven't yeah. been able to talk to anybody about this. Also, this is my first time on Games Daily in six days. I think this might wow. be my longest time since the show started not being on the show so i'm happy to be back everybody um jeff Keeley taking over been plotting it been doing it for the last decade or so right we are now officially looking at a timeline where with all these things being announced we expect them to be announced but this is the year that's going to have the most Keeley official projects happening where before we were used to having game awards right Mm -hmm. then introduced opening night live then introduce Summer Game Fest, then introduce Summer Game Fest kickoff, right? Yeah. We're now at a point where we're getting all of those. On top of that, we're also getting the 10th anniversary Hollywood Bowl Game Awards concert at the end of June, which I'm very oh. excited about. Um, I don't expect any announcements or anything there, but like that is going to be a, a full-on production celebrating video games, which is what Keeley's all about doing, right, when it comes to uh, coming up with different ways to do exactly that. And I'm I think that's going to be the Game Awards or- Orchestra? Yes. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Can I get tickets? How do, how do I, I don't know. I'm, like scheming. I'm scheming. Right, yeah, I'm scheming. I'm scheming for me because that yeah, sounds really cool. For sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like this is this is awesome. Like you start to see the the cadence come together of like the dates where we now we know August 22nd now for Gamescom, and we're going to be getting a Keeley led vision throughout all of that. Mm. I do go back to is it too much even just for Keeley? Like maybe not having three to four different events and instead just having one to two or whatever. Um, but that's not how they're, they're looking at it, and especially when you start looking at the more international sides of the, the audience of having Game Awards at the end of the year be a bit more, I mean, an award show, um, but we also know it is a commercial and it is an amazing stage to make announcements um, and, and partnerships and things like that. But then to have Summer Game Fest, which is now the E3 replacement. More than that, it is E3. It is the summer event. It is the thing that the journalists are going to go to to play games. It is where everyone's going to come to announce their games. Uh, And then you have Gamescom, which traditionally has been the, by size and numbers, biggest games event that there is in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that presents a different opportunity for 
Keely and the team to be able to um, satiate different audiences with different products. And when it comes to us, the end user, I doubt we're going to Gamescom. I doubt we're going to Germany ever. We might, you know, if the opportunity hit right. But, like, I don't think that that's our thing. We will 100% be sitting at this table reacting to this stuff, right? Gamescom being used kind of as, like, an update show to some of the things that were, were announced before. Or even um, more of, like, the different ventures and it being um, over there maybe getting more of the THQ Nordic type announcements yeah. and stuff that, you know, maybe aren't the things that we're like going to pop for on the level of a, a PlayStation and a Nintendo direct. They still need a, a platform. And I feel like having somebody, a vision in charge of that, um, making it entertaining. I think that we are lining up for the best scenario that we've ever had. Will it work? Will it be that great? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But I think that there's a higher potential than we've ever had in the games industry for these events to really rock. Tim, you know I, what is our thing, though? Going out and drinking. That is true. Mm. You know what the best going out and drinking I've ever uh, been with? Germany. <laughs> Germany. Cologne, Gamescom. <laughs> let's let me go. tell you. Let me tell you of all the colts that will be drinking, bless. Dude, I, let's go. I, you sold me. I, was, I wasn't excited about Gamescom, but now I'm like, yo, let's go. Let's hit up the Colnemus the the Col the uh, Convention Center, <laughs> meet downstairs, head to the nearest bar, eat some sausage, and have have a good time. Oh, what yeah. I want to do. God, that's what I want to do. Sausage is and up. I, and I hope you're right about it, I think, becoming great, right? Like, I, my, I think Game Awards has found a voice. They found a vision. Game Awards is awesome. I think Summer Game, uh, Game Fest, the kickoff, as it's been continuing, I think it's continuing to find a voice. It's been having its moments. Gamescom Opening Night Live is the one where, where I think it's good, but I think it could be great. I, the last few years, the big announcements that I, I can recall off the top of my head have been uh, Saints Row a, a couple of years ago, and then I think last year was Dead Island 2 was the big like one, one more thing. I want more out of it. And I also, I kind of want it to be more distinct than even Game Awards and Summer Game Fest kickoff. Like, I don't know if that involves maybe having somebody else host it, right? Because he talked about Jeff Keighley's doing a lot. It'd be cool, like, if he wants to do Summer Game Fest and then Game Awards and then maybe have somebody else have, um, like, uh, um, Sydney Goodman? Is that mm -hmm. Sydney Goodman maybe do that or somebody else do? Uh, show up and do uh, Opening Night Live. Maybe that could be the move to make it more distinct and more fresh. But I'm, I'm still waiting for a Gamescom Opening Night Live where I'm like, yo, that was a banger. Like, yeah. That was a really dope-ass showcase. And, and, you know, I think that it might not be this year. I don't expect it necessarily to be this year because we're still in the shift in so many ways, whether it is dealing with the pandemic or dealing with uh, this generation of consoles. But we are firmly in the generation like the ps5s are readily available now people are enjoying them there have been exclusives to next-gen consoles that are absolute bangers like we're at the point of the ps5 and xbox series life cycle that we were when bloodborne came out on on playstation where it's like all right cool we're past that initial launch cycle we're now in the shit right mm -hmm. and then on the other side with nintendo it's like we're seeing the kind of wind down potentially um but that also results in some of the biggest marquee nintendo titles possible with with tears of the kingdom coming out and metroid prime 4 as of now being a switch release right um so there's a lot of potential for really really cool things being talked about i do think now it's just a, a matter of getting all the ducks in a row and with E3 having just pulled out or everyone pulling out of E3 and E3 not being a thing just right now, a month and a half away from when it would have happened. I don't know how much that's going to actually affect some of these shows. Um, but I do think that the majority of the groups that pulled out are going to link up with Keeley. And mm -hmm. if timing doesn't work for summer game fest, August might be enough time to like get some things ready. Mm -hmm. Well, Tim, 
I hope these shows are good. Me too. But ladies and gentlemen, if you want some good shows, you can you should check out patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over there, we got exclusive shows like Kind of Feudy, the Next Gen Podcast, and more. And speaking of patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can go there and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Evil Dead Rise for sponsoring this episode. You can get your tickets now to see Evil Dead Rise in theaters April 21st. People are saying this movie is absolutely terrifying, and I personally can't wait to see it in a theater because there's, there's, you know, few things in life are as special as watching a real scary horror movie surrounded by people freaking out with you. Uh, moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead Rise tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters played by Sullivan and Sutherland, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, if I had a nickel, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Uh, New Line Cinema and Renaissance Pictures present a return to the iconic horror franchise, and we are hitting entirely new levels of fear here with this one. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this, but wow, you definitely should. You look like you need a little bit of fear in your life. And then you can go to EvilDeadRiseMovie.com to get your tickets now to see Evil Dead rise in theaters April 21st. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrace.com story number three it's a pretty cool one actually celeste classic has been ported to playdate this is con Saren at rock paper shotgun Players likely recognize Celeste as the pixel-perfect platformer from 2018, but it began its life as Celeste Classic, a free game written for the Pico 8. Celeste Classic presented a condensed climb up the titular mountain, letting you dash across platforms, hang on to walls, and collect strawberries in miniature form. As a fun homage, you can find the Pico 8 version inside Celeste proper. And now, as an even funner, funner homage, you can play it on the Playdate, a lovable game on a lovable handheld. The Playdate port is more or less the same game as the original Pico 8 version, but there are a few changes included. For one, Celeste now has a black and white color palette to match the Playdate's one-bit screen. The new style suits Madeline's Trek, and it's still readable thanks to bold outlines. 2018's Celeste included some incredible accessibility and difficulty options with Assist Mode, and a few handy options have been carried on to the Playdate release. An Assist Mode menu allows you to lower the game's speed, en uh, enable invincibility, unlock infinite dashes, or simply skip a tricky level. This is awesome. This is so freaking cool, man. I didn't love these in the original game. Like, they just weren't my my, my vibe. I never, like, beat them all. Um, mm. I played, like, a couple of them. And I was like, all right, I like the, the B-sides and just the main game better. But this is awesome. I think this is a great use of the, the play date itself, which I think needs a lot more fun things like this. And, like, yeah. things that are a bit more core like this to supplement the... Um, 
the more kind of unique experiences that the play date allows. Uh, but this is super rad. I mean, you, I know, have a play date. Are you interested in booting this up? Yeah, I, if I find time, I, I want to download this and see and give it a go because I, I did enjoy them uh, when I played Celeste originally. And I think I only found, I forget exactly how it worked because it's been so long, but I believe when I played, I got into like a secret room and then I played through all of the Pikeweight machine that I found in that room. And I thought that was all of them. I don't know if they're spread out more um, around the game, but I enjoyed it for what I, what I for when I played that. And the idea of being able to port that to the Playdate, one, is so impressive because I don't think you would have assumed that the Playdate was capable of that. But watching, mm -hmm. I think that was George's video, watching George play it on screen, I'm like, yo, this looks this looks smooth. Like, this, this looks awesome. And I watched quite a bit of his video, and it looks... Like, it func functionally, it functions exactly how it should. You know, like, the way the Madeline's moving in the world, uh, getting the strawberries, getting the dashes, all that stuff looks hella smooth. Um, and like you like you mentioned, right, like, the Playdate needs more core stuff. I think the Playdate just needs stuff where you can show it online, you show it in a video, and people go, whoa, that's cool. Right? Yeah. I, I think the Playdate really needs that. And, yeah, this is one of those. And so I didn't realize that. that the Playdate was one bit. That was a fun little thing I learned today. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, so yeah. that's cool. Is there music in this? Uh, in the play date? Yeah. The, yeah, the play date has sound. I wonder what, the, is there, when in that video, uh, Barrett, was there any music playing? Uh, I can bring question. it up. I just, I usually mute videos as gotcha. a default. I'm just interested to see. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's sound. Okay, gotcha, anyway. gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah I, I want to hear what the soundtrack sounds like. That's Because, like, man, the Celeste soundtrack. Speaking of vinyls, so hot good. vinyls. Woo! So good. So good. Let's go. Uh, story number four. Speaking of a hot soundtrack, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog has been downloaded one million times in five days. This is Chris Golian at Video Games Chronicle. People really want to see him dead. Yeah, they do. Uh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog has racked up over one million downloads in its first five days. The official visual novel, which was released on Steam by Sega to mark April Fool's Day, has proved successful with fans. According to Sonic social media manager Katie Cherzanowski, she's a uh, badass. She's, I mean, if she's the one responsible for all the Sonic tweets, then she's dope as hell. Because that's a great Twitter account, the Sonic the Hedgehog official mm -hmm. account, uh, who's also the game's executive producer. The free game has got off to a great start, with download numbers hitting seven figures in less than a week. Quote, over one million of you have grabbed the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, and is currently the number 61 highest rated game on Steam of all time, Tristanowski tweeted. Absolutely unreal. Thank you all so, so much. Hell End yeah. Quote. I love this in every way possible. Yep. I love how weird it is, but more so, I'm a big April Fool's fan. Mm -hmm. April Fool's, I understand, has been kind of beaten to death, just like Sonic here, over the years. Uh, from being something that was like a fun thing to being groan-inducing and like, ugh, what the fuck are you doing? This is the best way to do it. Come up with something that is weird and wacky, off the wall, not expected, but then actually go through it. Yeah. Commit to the bit. Don't just make a video. Don't just put out a picture. Do the thing. And I, we've been seeing this a lot recently, and I feel like we always kind of have seen when there's a good idea pitched as an April Fool's thing, people actually want it to happen. And committing to that and making it happen and especially making it available in this way, mm. free and all that, recipe for success. And they did it. They pulled it off with Sonic the Hedgehog, killing Sonic the Hedgehog. What a great idea. Come like a on. fantastic idea. And once you boot up boot up the game, got Barrett, take it off. Take it down, Barrett. <laughs> Barrett, take it off screen. Um, yeah, like the the presentation of it, the music of it, like when you boot it up, it's like, wow, this is quality. Like I really like, I'm not that big of a visual novel person, but when I boot up the game and just look at it and look at the art of the different characters, it looks fantastic. And for me as somebody who likes Sonic, 
it's very satisfying just playing through it just to like see the different like the different looks of the characters and what they're setting up with the story and all that um also shout out to this year being the year of the shadow drop we've gotten so many shadow drops this year yeah right? hi-fi rush metroid prime uh the murder of sonic the hedgehog i feel like i'm even missing something in there there have been so many so many shadow drops That's and we're great. only in what april and so one shadow month shadow drop a month i'm calling it by the shadow. end of the year we're gonna have 12 of them whoa do you think shadow, shadow drops hedgehog too Whoa, let's go. Let's Ready go. here first. Story number five. Super Mario Brothers movie doesn't credit Grant Kirkhope for the DK rap. This is Boo. Travis Northup at IGN. Let's say it together. Boo. Boo. Grant Kirkhope, who has composed video game music for decades, recently expressed his dismay that he was not credited for the DK rap in the Super Mario Brothers movie. DK rap first appeared in developer Rare's Donkey Kong 64 for the Nintendo 64 console, which was created by Kirkhope. It appears in the new movie, but doesn't credit the composer by name. Instead, it simply reads, quote, from Donkey Kong 64. In a tweet expressing his disappointment, Kirkhope wrote, quote, I was really looking forward to seeing my name in the credits for the DK rap, but alas, as expected, it's not there, end quote. Interestingly, Mario's original composer, Koji Kondo, is credited by name, as are those involved in songs featured elsewhere in the film, including the Beastie Boys' No Sleep Till Brooklyn and AHA's Take On Me. But the song originating from video games simply say uh, which game they're pulled from. Kirkhope isn't the only snubbed composer either, as quote, or I don't need to quote this, as uh, Attack Fury Bowser also just credit, credits from Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which I think you called yesterday. I, I didn't did. notice that. I uh, did from that game. call it. I feel very good about myself. <laughs> um, of course, they credit it as from that game, but they make no mention of Daisuke Matsuka or James Philipson, who are the listed creators for that soundtrack. We're getting more and more stories of Nintendo doing this, and it's a bummer. You should credit people. Uh, I believe this is like a similar thing for Metroid Prime Remastered, and I know this is also Nintendo in conjunction with Illumination, right? Because you're talking about a movie here, but Metroid Dread as well. Oh, did Metroid Dread have that problem? I think there is some fuckery with credits in Metroid Dread. Do better. Give people credit, especially my guy Grant Kirkhope. For sure, bro. Treat Grant Kirkhope with respect, (laughs) Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, anytime I watch a movie, especially like these type of more Easter eggy movies, um, I always my favorite part of the credits is the music section just to mm. see like like what actually uh, made the cut and how they talk about it, at least. And I was surprised seeing it just straight up say from Donkey Kong 64. Uh, and it like was a lot smaller than um, the things around it, which around it were uh, the more licensed music. Like yeah. DK rap was one of the only um video game songs called out specifically in the the credits whereas koji kondo got a music by credit mm. um overall it wasn't like attributed to certain songs um but it doesn't look right even like it, i i don't really understand how why this happened when like you're inputting all the information and there's a couple out like outside ones they should look like the others and if they look like the others grant would have got credit it's yeah. like it's that simple. You know, yeah. like why didn't it have a composed by credit when No Sleep Till Brooklyn did? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not even like it's not even like they're doing a remixed weird version of the DK rap. They just it's straight well, up they just did. the uh, <laughs> It uh, technically wasn't the DK rap. <laughs> well, it was like the instrumental. Like the instrumental I think was might have been one for one with what was uh, uh in the game. Um but yeah, like either way, you still get credited. So. Yeah. Uh, this is the type of thing that I wouldn't be surprised if they fix for home video release. Um but yeah, it's it is very bizarre, and it's unfortunate, and it sucks for Grant to have, from my understanding, experience this by like being excited to yeah. see your name in the credits, and then it's not there. You're like, well, 
what the fuck? Nintendo yep. or Illumination or Universal, whoever made the decision. Mm-hmm. Story number six, speaking of movies, Jason Momoa's Minecraft hits theaters <laughs> April 2025. This is uh, Pamela McClintock uh, at The Hollywood Reporter. Warner Brothers has made several high-profile changes in additions to its release calendar, including announcing that Jason Momoa... Uh, st- Jason Momoa starer, uh, Minecraft, I've never heard it phrased that way before. Jason Momoa's uh, Minecraft will hit theaters April 4th, 2025. The studio is making the tentpole in partnership with Legendary, uh, Legendary Pictures. Napoleon Dynamite filmmaker is directing the big screen adaptation of the popular video game. The video game hails from Sweden's Mojang Studios. Uh, the Mojang's uh, Lydia Winters and uh, Vubui also are producing the film. Wow, Barrett, this is fantastic. I don't know how you found this so quickly. <laughs> Google's great. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, man, it continues. The video game adaptation dominance of whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. And unlike before, they're actually coming out and they're actually happening. Here we are, the week of the Mario movie. Uh, we've had multiple good Sonic movies. We've had Last of Us. It continues to go on. We have Twisted Metal coming out eventually. God, right? We're going to have to hear about that soon. Oh, yeah. Isn't I that, wonder if this year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I wonder if we get a trailer or something during the PlayStation Showcase. Absolutely not. <laughs> Give it to me. Give that it to me. and uh, Gran Turismo. Uh, like, I can mean, you imagine they're like talking about Last of Us factions and like, everybody's getting fucking hyped and they're like, all right, on to the next thing. And it's fucking Anthony Mackie's oh, face 100%. doing his little smirk that he does. It's going to happen. Where else are they going to talk about it? I don't know. Just drop it as a trailer. Just Twitter. Maybe. Put on the PlayStation blog. I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, But other news that came out yesterday, like alongside this, uh, the Jason Momoa stuff, is the Five Nights at Freddy movie that was announced a while back. Um, We have a release date now, um, October 27th, this year. So it's coming out this year. um, And this is from Blumhouse uh, Productions, who recently had the hit movie, Megan. You might have oh. heard of it. Um, as, as well as like a ton of other horror movies and things. Uh, but October 27th, it's coming to theaters and Peacock, day and date. So they're doing the same strategy they did with the, the Halloween movies. So they seem to find success with that strategy. Um, so, yeah, more movies are coming out. And, again, with the talent working on that, I expect it to be good. I expect it to at least be, like, uh, in line with the source material of what they're trying to go for. So, um I like this. I want to see more of this shit. I want to see more good stuff. Jason Momoa in a Minecraft movie, that doesn't make any sense. But you know what else doesn't make sense? Chris Pratt as Mario. And guess Fair. what? He did a fine job. He did a fine fucking job. So we'll see. These are all great images, Barrett, that you're finding. And yeah, like I, I got nothing to say on this, right? Like I'm not a Minecraft person, and I, I try not to be a hater on things that I, I thought you were going to say, about. I'm not a Minecraft person, and I try not to be a Jason <laughs> Momoa person. <laughs> I try not to be a Jason <laughs> Momoa person. I saw him in Aquaman, and no, <laughs> absolutely not. Keep me My away man. from the sea. My man. Uh, final news story, story number seven. X Defiant is getting a showcase. Uh, I just pulled this from the homie uh, Noble on Twitter, who tweeted out this morning. Ubisoft announced an X Defiant showcase for April 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's finally happening, Tim. X Defiant, it's here. We're going to get to see some of it. I thought you were going to say it's finally happening, Tim. Ubisoft is releasing a game again. <laughs> They're finally putting out games again. Yeah, next to fight. All right. All right. I mean, what, this strikes me like the Skull and Bones uh, showcase they did last yeah. year. But maybe even, like, I, actually, I don't, I don't want to put a hit on, on X Defiant because I think, like, it's a first-person shooter that is trying to do, like, you know, class-based type stuff. That is also trying to be, like, a Smash Brothers of um, Tom Clancy franchises, which I think is overall a good idea. I just want it to be good. That's all I want. I just want it to be good. And so, surprise me. I, I hope you're surprised, Bless. I hope I'm surprised, I hope too, you're Tim. Surprised. Tim? Mm-hmm. 
the me getting surprised by X Defiance gameplay, possibly, is just so far away. So close to working. Like, so <laughs> why'd you add a I the? I didn't know where I was going with it. If I went to the Phantom Mom and Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Mm, do 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 yeah. I it's just I'm surprised they don't put it as part of like a broader Ubisoft board. Like what? What? Maybe they know something about Exafine that we don't know. Maybe also, there's a maybe special they have stuff. Nothing else really to show. Or well, I guess they are doing the Ubisoft Live thing. Yeah. In June. Yeah, they got the show, showcase okay. where like I imagine we'll get Mirage. I guess they just like to win individual game showcases. Do we know Exafine like release window or anything? No. Because it could be one of those things where it's out like day and date. Yeah. Well, maybe not day and date, but, but just before June. You know. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe it's out before June. This game's fucked. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We do. It's Ubisoft. Look at it. Look at the logo. Honestly. Okay. Well, you're telling you're telling me that all these random people just smack together and an image doesn't do it for you with masks on and different co colors, different shades of green. I hope I'm wrong. Different shades of green. I want Ubi to figure this out. There's a character that, that vaguely looks like they're from Splinter Cell. That's cool. Roger's going to love it. There's uh, like <laughs> ten people with gas masks on in this table. Extraction guys. <laughs> Out today we got Batora Lost Haven for Switch, Curse of the Sea uh, Sea Rats for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Everspace Two for PC, Paparazzi for Switch, Raven's Watch Early Paparazzi. Access for PC. I mean, I'm pretty there sure that's exactly what it what it sounds like. I feel like we've seen footage of Paparazzi. I think yeah, so too, but I want to see it again. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think this was one that came out. Like a while back on PC and then got delayed for Switch. Because I think this was one that I was like showing Alyssa of like, you'll, you'll want to play this game. Oh, look at him. Oh, it's a palm. Oh, oh my God. A sea dog. He wants a burger. burger. That can't be good for the dog. Yeah. I'm in the dog with the freshest fashion. <laughs> oh, dude, learn a little dog, dog Did you see that, Tim? Yeah, dude. Fuck. This is what I'm doing this weekend. Are you going to play some paparazzi on that, Switch? That, this dog has seen some shit. Yeah, that dog looks like they're Me doing that, that, good, that good good. All right, this is paparazzi. You get to take pictures. On the moon. Cute dogs. Fun art style. Shout out to Dalmatians. Get to dress up the dogs. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that dog was sick as hell. <laughs> was a dog doing skating tricks. Seems like There's a, a lot of skateboarding oh in this game. God. They're trying oh, to speak yeah. to Tim Gettys here. There uh, you go. It's going to be Janet, in Janet Garcia's top five games. This year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kickbox. They're good. Um, good developer. Uh, we also got Supplice for PC. Hyperviolent for PC. That's in all caps. That's tight. That's really, that's really cool. Hyperviolent? Like, you know what? That's fucking cool. Yeah, that better be a first-person shooter with a really cool art style. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is out for Steam. Yoked. For mobile and then buddy simulator 1984 for ps4 ps5 xbox one and xbox series x uh this is hyper violent yes already it's exactly this is exactly what i had in mind is it gonna be first person oh yes it oh, is yes it is this is exactly what i had in mind it looks like um like an old uh like doom, doom like yeah. and this you have a sword sick. the lighting is really cool lighting looks really cool Hyper violent, baby. Like a cool, oh. like pixel art. Um, it's like first person pixel There's art. There's too style. many arms. Nice colors. All oh, that, that that techno man. This, this like, is like golden eye type music. Yeah. This is this is very 90s in a way that I fuck with. 
You know what? Good for good on indie developers for being like, yo, let's just remake our favorite games. And see if we make cooler. Cycle Mantis shit. Yo, this actually looks real right. This looks really good. <laughs> if you're an audio listener, I implore you, come over to the video version. Watch where we're, we're watching. It looks like it sounds. This looks fantastic. Hell yeah. That's hyperviolent. Out the, out today for PC. Uh, new dates for you. Ten Hearts launches April 20th for Switch. Uh, the Xbox and PlayStation versions have been delayed to May 16th. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster uh, for PS4 and Switch releases on April 19th. And then Dungeon Drafters comes to PC on April 27th. Deal of the day for you. The Pizza Hut hat is $35. You excited for this, Tim? The Pizza Hut hat? No, I mean, not $35. personally, but I'm very excited that it exists. I'm excited that Wario64 is promoting it. This is awesome. Good for yeah, you guys. Shout out to Wario64 for putting this on our radar. Who is most likely to buy this between Roger, Mike Howard, Kevin Coelho, and Roger McCorney? Roger. I yeah. think I might get Pizza Hut today, guys. Yo, if you get Pizza Hut, I'm in. Oh, fuck. I brought lunch. Yeah. So did I can I. keep that to tonight. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Let's figure this out. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, the, what I love about this is I don't even think this is a deal. I think 35 is probably the MSRP, and Mario is like, fuck it. He's just hooking up the homies. He's, he's like, y'all need to know. <laughs> y'all need to know about this Pizza Hut hat. I'm all about this. Shout yeah, out to Pizza Hut. Yeah. It doesn't say like a... Like they didn't have like the cross out of the yeah, price with the new exactly. price on it. It's just $35. <laughs> Man, ever, have I ever told you about my time working at Pizza Hut as a delivery driver? We have talked yeah. about this, yeah. I look back at that time in my life fondly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. I listen to so many albums in that car, so many <laughs> podcasts. I'll probably listen to Kind of Funny in that, in that car. Love that. We got time, Tim. Mm -hmm. And time so now it's up. time for Reader Mail, of course. You can write into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. Uh, this is from, who is this from? Yeah, this is from Jakey Oz, who writes in and says, Happy Super Mario Brothers movie day. I'll be honest, he wrote in with this yesterday. I'm just holding it in for today. Uh, let's assume this movie makes a cool billion dollars, and the speculated uh, Donkey Kong follow-up movie becomes a reality. How would you cast the following characters? Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, Funky Kong, Tiny Kong, Lanky Kong, Chunky Kong, Jesus. Candy Kong, and Fuck. of course, King K. Rule. Thanks for everything. Now, here's the, here's the thing, Tim. Mm -hmm. I'm very bad at casting, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to just leave this up to you. It's hard, man. That's a... Uh... I got other follow-up questions, so I want to talk about the Mario Cinematic Universe. That's yes. more what I want to... What I, care I, about. I Honestly, I don't know that I have great answers for this either, because I'm, I'm not that great at casting, but when you look at the Mario movie, just staying in line with it, it's kind of just like, who are popular, funny people, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of all... Like, Kevin Hart. Who could Kevin Hart be? Diddy Kong, like one thousand percent Diddy Kong. Fuck, you're so. Kevin right. Harvey is such a great God damn. Diddy Kong. God damn, yeah. wow, you just nailed it, right? <laughs> oh um, shit. But I feel like cool Florence Pugh, right? She's big. She might not be funny, but it's fine. Yeah, make her um, Candy Kong. Well, or I was Dixie. gonna say, uh, yeah, Dixie. Oh, Dixie. Okay. Candy Kong, like Candy Kong, you have to think of who has a really sexy voice. Yeah. I mean, again, we're it's. I'm just casting like the Mario movie cast, Margot Robbie. Okay. That's great. Margot Robbie like that, as the voice of Candy Kong. I like that a lot, actually. I'm trying to think of a good Lanky. It's hard. Because I'm thinking of Lanky's voice. I'm trying to think of a DK's, good Funky. Uh, 64. No, no, That's what he sounds like. Yeah, he needs somebody weird. Yeah. Uh, what Gilbert about Rob God. McKelleny? From It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just fucking like. Might as well no. just get the rest of them in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I almost had somebody. and I, I lost it. I'm trying to think of a good Funky Kong because I feel like that is that's a temple right there. Like that is you need you need somebody who's going to destroy that role. Oh my God, Dance Floor Demon nails it. Keanu Reeves 
as Funky Kong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. It's yeah. real good. I like that. Real good. Somebody said Danny DeVito. I'm holding out for Danny DeVito as um, Wario. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so yeah. good. Yeah. I think the last one we need is King K. Rule. Like, who would play a great King K. Rule? I don't know, man. Because his voice in, like, the Donkey Kong show was so weird. And not what I imagined. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to go with the. the, the, the <laughs> I think because, version. like, Bowser, they took so but many I'm trying liberties. trying to think of, like, even just, like, what he sounds like in the games. Ooh, and, like, somebody I said s- Brian Cranston. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'm kind of with it, honestly. Right. I'm kind of yeah, with right. it. I think King Roll does need that, like, that more menacing type mm-hmm. voice. Uh, the, the thing I like is that they took, they took a lot of liberty with um, Bowser in the Mario movie in a way where. Oh, I still believe this is Bowser, even though he's a lot goofy because he is channeling all the all the Jack Blackisms. Um, I don't like what what is the direction they're going to go for King K. Rool? Are they going to go full menacing, or is he going to have that goofy side of him? Oh, I mean, he's going to be goofy. I, I feel yeah. like the Bowser we saw in this movie is entirely in line with you the Bowser so? we've seen. Just he sings a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like that, <laughs> yeah, I feel enough. like that, that's where the Jack Blackisms come in. Otherwise, it's like I feel like Bowser acts like Bowser acts in the games, and I think King K. Rool would be the same. Um, which is to say they're, they're pretty similar yeah. archetypes of bad guys that they're like, they are the big, scary, menacing, they will the, bite your head off type, but also they're goofs at the end of the day. I got, I got, <laughs> I like uh, Jared Meyer in the chat who says Willem Dafoe, who I think would actually be fantastic. Ooh, I think that'd be a really fun a really one. really good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the only ones left and they're the DK64 specific ones is tiny, chunky and lanky. Chunky, like those those three. I'm honestly, trying to I don't, think of like a doofy kind of like someone who plays like kind of doofy really well. My thing is, will they be main characters? Like, or will they just be like you know? Yeah, oh, you we can, can cast still have him as like a fun uh, person to cast as. <laughs> somebody said Christopher Walken needs to be somebody. No, just Christopher Walken. He just shows up in the in the Kong world. He's like, <laughs> what's up? I'm Christopher Walken. Yeah, he showed up in Mortal Kombat in review. He did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Never forget. Never forget. All right. Well, there you go. That's what we have. I so to diverge a bit from this question. Mm-hmm. What are the next movies in the in the Mario universe? Without spoil, it's hard to talk about this without spoiling the Mario movie. Is it though? But also, like, what are we going to spoil about <laughs> yeah. the Mario movie? Come on, guys. Uh, I I think that it's obvious that this is a hit. Yeah. That they're going to make more. Um, when it comes to animated movies, like they do take a while. It's not like you can just boom shit it out mm-hmm. um but i think that they're going to fast track them as soon as possible to to get things into production we know some things have already been kind of been in the the works so i do imagine it's going to it's going to play out how we would expect it to i think that the next projects in line would be donkey kong and more mario mm-hmm. uh adding yoshi into that somewhat i, I don't expect a yoshi's island movie per se. see that's where i was going to go with it like if uh, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about spoiler, spoiler stuff, so I won't. But like, I feel like for where they lead things into, like, I feel like Yoshi's Island, and then maybe after that a Galaxy thing, and then maybe after that even going for a I, Smash thing, because I want a Smash movie so badly. We're never I feel like get, we can get it. Yeah, and I, I think that that's that's Endgame, right? Yeah. That is that is like we got to get there a couple years down the line. I don't think we'll ever get a Super Mario Galaxy movie. Like I think that elements of Galaxy will be just feed into feed into it, but I don't think we're ever gonna get a movie called that or that even specifically functions uh, with those elements. Well, we'll get Rosalina, we'll get all that stuff, but I don't think that like Galaxy is the point of what's going See, on. In my in my fan fiction brain, 
Galaxy is what, is what connects it all. Galaxy is how you bring in the Star Foxes, the Captain Falcons. You can the, watch an old episode of the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast yeah. where we like really fill out what our, our we dream pitch universe, yeah, what our Nintendo that. cinematic universe is. And my like my pitch is you you do you use Galaxy as the let's bring because all of them when you look at the first Smash game, all those characters except for like a couple are based in space in some way, right? So if you take Mario to space, that then brings in this avenue to get all these other characters, and then you um, you bring Ze- you bring Link through time, and boom, you have all of them there. I, see, I think they already have it set up. It's pipes. I don't think we even need space. We already have the like space between spaces with the, the warp mm-hmm. pipe, so it's like we could just... We already know how you warp between certain places. That, why wouldn't that uh, entail other That's places, right? So I think they have that. I do think that uh, the next movie, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Super Mario Brothers. Yoshi's Island, you know, mm. but it's still Super Mario movie, and then the Yoshi's Island's just being the part of it. I, I think that that is the safest bet. And then Luigi's Mansion, I think, is like oh, yeah. also inevitable. I think that's a slam dunk. Um, but yeah, I think the first phase one of the um, NCU would be Mario 2 being Yoshi's Island focused, a Luigi's Mansion, and Donkey Kong. Kong. Um, and then I think that you start expanding outside of that after. We, I mean, we have to get a Zelda movie. I think that's like, I think after those three you just mentioned, the first thing that better be on the menu is Zelda. Like, I hope not. After, you hope not? No, because the way I want a Zelda story to be told and adapted into more of just a visual medium would be, and I've talked about this for years, um, shit, who, uh, Tim, who's the guy who uh, Michael Sarah. was the showrunner of um, um, Samurai Jack and... Um, Gendry. Yeah, I want him to do... His animation style for The Legend of Zelda and do like a 10 episode, mostly silent kind of thing. Because I think he can tell really good story without a lot of dialogue. And I think that's something you would need for Zelda. I don't know if that's something that would be pulled off in a movie. I would love that. So I don't want Link to fucking talk. I'm going to be honest. But that's what I that's what I would love. But they're going to do it right. Like they made Mario talk and Mario is also a character that doesn't talk them. Like they're going to give all these character characters voices. I think that's just not I think that's inevitable at this point yeah i i don't know like I'm, I'm with barrett in the sense that i could see them doing something a little bit more artsy with uh the zelda franchise like whether it's it's uh him or if they do the go for the big one that i don't think is gonna happen but studio ghibli God, and like just straight up God. do the goddamn thing that'd be the dream but on, we're at a point now where hbo did last of us i don't think it's impossible to get a studio ghibli zelda movie especially after the success that we just saw with uh mario but I, I also think likely, think that, I, I, think I don't think it it's happen. likely just because Ghibli, like, I, I don't feel like they do really, like, franchises. Like, they don't. We did, we did uh, Ghibli in review, and the only one that was technically, like, a franchise was Lupin the Third, and that w- technically wasn't even a Ghibli movie, right? It was just the director. Um, but there's a lot of other animation studios out there that are heavily influenced by that era that I could still see, like, pulling that off. Uh, like, uh, there's a movie coming out uh, next week or two weeks uh, ahead called Suzume, and it's the director of Weathering With You and... Uh, What's that? Your name, mm-hmm. and there's something about their animation style and the way they tell stories that I think could, they could also do something like that. So, yeah, a lot of lot of potential out there. I, I'm very excited though, yeah. as a Nintendo fan. Like, I think I think this is happening. Bless. I think it's all going to start to. I mean, it is. It's already so started. Yeah. We watched this movie. We saw the Nintendo logo. We freaked the fuck out. Oh yeah. And then we were just bombarded with authentic Nintendo goodness. I just can't wait for the. Can't day. wait for more. Can't wait for like when we see that Nintendo logo and it fades out and it just fades in and Master Hand is up to some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's setting the pieces, playing with the toys. 
crazy hand is in there in the background just <laughs> spazzing out <laughs> going crazy it's off. like whoa go calm down crazy hand i can't wait uh we do have a squad up for you again you can write in the kind of funny.com slash kfte to get your squad ups read on the show uh soft lock jake writes in with a squad up and says in response to jakey oz from yesterday's squad up there are more jakes in the kf community than uh, than you know my friend some of us lurk some of us post on reddit and some of us only write in for patreon content like me but we're here so watch your back sir it would be better if all of us jakes banded together rather than fight you never know. Maybe one day it'll be us against the world. They're just like the Mandos, Tim. There's too there's too much Jake blood that has been spilt by other Jakes. They gotta unite. Again, uh, this is this started yesterday when um what was it? Jake was it Jakey Oz? Yeah, Jakey Oz wrote in and started some Jake beef. Um This feels like it's gonna turn into a Kang situation. Um so stay safe out there if you're a Jake that listens and watches mm-hmm. kind of funny. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Ryan Pavla Higgins writes in and says, Blessing said League One uh, was an EA Sports FC, but he meant League One from France. League One is the third tier of English football, which is part of English Football League. EFL has announced it's part of EA Sports FC. Um... I, I just read what was given to me. The press release said league and then the number one. If it's French or they want me to pronounce it the French way, then you should write it the French way, which is le and then the number one. Le. Le one. Uh, Radic uh, writes in and says FC as football club uh, has not only a very strong association with the soccer slash football culture, but with sports culture in general. In the MLS alone, there's more than 10 teams with the FC in their names, and there's countless international teams outside of the States uh, with that FC in their names as well. FC is iconic. Good for them. Uh, Bob says Pico. Well, eight- I'm going to say something that might get me in trouble because I'm mm. speaking out of ignorance and I'm using intense language. So strap in, everybody. Fuck you, soccer. Like, who the fuck decided you're going to name it soccer? Or, like, you know what? Maybe I should be mad the other way. Who the fuck decided to name American football football? Do they not Tim, realize it's stop fucking pandering. taken? Stop pandering to the UK, all right? I, I'm can, just I, see what you're doing. I just want things to fucking work. They, they named it that. The UK named it soccer. And then they were like, later on, they were like, oh, you're going to call it football now. And the, the world calls it football. Okay, well, then fuck that. Wait, wait yeah. so, but did, f- what was the turn of events of like, it was soccer and then we got American football, and then the UK was like, well, now we're going to call our thing football? Because if that's it, the case. Then, yeah, oh, fuck soccer. Oh, oh, oh. But, then, but then, let's say, like, is it the case of first it was soccer, and then they wanted to call it football, and that happened, and then there was American football. What was the case? Listen, I'm not a, I'm not a historian. I'm just here to deliver the message. I mean, Kebabs writes in and says soccer is derived from association football, the full name of the sport. That's not, that's not helping Kebabs. And I need, here we go. Linguistically, creative students at the University of Oxford in the 1880s distinguished the sports of rugger, aka rugby football, and a soccer, aka association football. Uh, the latter term was further shortened to soccer, sometimes spelt soccer with a K. Is soccer like short for association? There you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Sports, baby. Uh, and yeah, more people are writing about that. Uh, and then Kebab says Pico 8 is pronounced Pico 8, which I don't know if that's correct. I've heard Pico, but hey, you know, tomato, tomato. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's an acronym anyway. And there you go. That's it for kind of What's funny. It stand for? Oh, I, something, something computer operating system. I don't know. Penis in 
Whoa. Computer. Whoa. I didn't know you (laughs) Tim's on one today. I'm on one, everybody. Go watch some basketball. (laughs) I am. I'm glad you went with computer for C, because I was so concerned about where you're going to take that C. (laughs) Oh, man. Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be Tim and me. I'm going to drink less coffee that day. Yeah. Yeah, because this coffee, let me tell you, hit halfway through the show. I can't pronounce my words anymore. (laughs) My my tongue got real dry during the show. I'm going to drink a Coke instead. If you're watching this live, after this is going to be some IRL basketball with Mike, Nick, Andy, Cool Greg, and Greg Greg. Tune <laughs> in for that. YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. And of course, catch that later on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. For now, this has been Kinda Funny Games Daily. Uh, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily. <laughs>